Morning, handsome. Coming at you from sunny Oakland, California, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome, brought to you by MorningHandsome.com and LiberalGuiltRadio.org. It's Pledge Week, and we pledge never to ask you for any money. Oakland Spring continues as the OPD arrests 400 protesters last night. And across the Atlantic, topless Swedish protesters bear the bare breast of the 99%. The sad tale of the apartment of the future that no one wants. Newt plans on building a moon base by the end of his second term, which is convenient because I plan on moving there if he wins. A study shows that if the entire country paid Mitt Romney's tax rate, who would have gone bankrupt during the War of 1812. Brad Pitt won't let his kids Google him. Guess what? Neither will Rick Santorum. Oscar picks who we think will make it to the montage of dead people and who won't. Ferris Bueller slated to make a comeback at this year's Super Bowl. Does this signal a reboot of the Hughesiverse? And in honor of that, on this week's Versus, Bueller versus Bender from The Breakfast Club. I am joined in the studio today by my illustrious co-hosts, Caleb Hofford, Morning Handsome. Morning Handsome. Andro Ambrose, Morning Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. So uh, it's been an exciting uh, couple of days here in Oakland. Uh, if you like seeing uh, people get arrested. Um, last having helicopters hovering over you once again. Oh my God, there were so many helicopters just like choppering up above the city last night. It was really obnoxious. I thought you were going into this San Francisco last night, so you were escaping Oakland, like a John Carpenter film. Yeah, I did I did go see some Sketchfest, um, which was uh, far less sketchy uh, than Oakland was last night. Uh, but I imagine when you came back into Oakland after Sketchfest, you were front row and center to the, uh, the midnight ramblings of the OPD. Yeah, there was like a couple guys like shuffling around in their riot gear and shit, you know, like reenacting that scene from the fourth Planet of the Apes movie. But like, you know, for the most part, uh, it was it was not bad. Yeah, um, we didn't hear anything up, you know, in our place. Uh, we we you know we're on the uh, we, we like to live on the, the hill, uh, just just separated. Basically, we live in like a bunker on another side of a hill from you know the main battle zone of Oakland. Right, and, right, uh, exactly. We often really don't hear the shells explode or the other kind of incendiary devices go off or the the screams, the screams yeah. of young children being yeah. dragged through yeah. the street, dreams yeah. being trampled. Mm. Speaking of dreams being uh, trampled, the sounds um, of a broken tomorrow. There was this. These are the sounds of a broken tomorrow right here. There's this man who built this Star Trek apartment. Is it in London, Caleb? Uh, I believe it is. It is in London. Yes. And this guy is like this kind of Patrick Stewarty looking bald dude who apparently wears like a Starfleet issue uniform, sort of DS Nine Voyager era uniform, and his apartment is like decked out. Uh, in, as a Star no pun Trek. intended, decked yeah, out. Decked out. <laughs> And with and and as with all our you know news stories, if you Google Star Trek apartment, it will be the top hit, and it's yeah. definitely worth doing. Oh, absolutely! Um, because the image, is, the image of this and the guy dressed up in his Star Trek uniform in his own apartment, priceless. Yeah. But now, uh, now he's going to have to uh, to dismantle it. Mm-hmm. Oh the, no! The, yeah, the bridge of the Enterprise. Nice. The bridge of the Enterprise. It's they're decommissioning it. Because, oh, because, because his ex-wife news. actually owns the apartment. I, I love oh. that this is Star Trek universe is falling apart because of a divorce. Such oh, space no. opera. Yeah. Such space opera. So, yeah. I was trying to say space opera. I said space Oprah. <laughs> Which sounds <laughs> works really too. scary. It works too. Maybe he went on space Oprah to talk about <laughs> it and try and raise funds. <laughs> Spopra. 
Maybe you can get Michelle Barrett in there. But it looks great. Like the living room looks like a like the bridge. You know, like yeah. there's the big screen, and you know he sits there and he can say engage. Yeah, it know. actually has voice activated commands. It's yeah, great. It actually all looks a lot more creepy than a real Star Trek movie. Actually, you kind of look yes. at pictures of it and you go, you know, if I walked into this apartment, I don't know if I would just turn around and walk out right away. I think I probably would. I'd just yeah. be so frightened. Especially if you saw him just like in his robe eating Cheetos <laughs> or something. Like, Whoa! Whoa. I, think, I think the strangest thing about this though is that the guy is now faced with the, the prospect of you know living in a, an apartment like the rest of the planet. Um, or rather the rest of the developed planet. <laughs> the um, rest of the galaxy. Yeah, the rest of the galaxy. Um, the rest of the Starfleet universe. <laughs> the and he's having nightmares about it. He's having nightmares about going and living in a regular apartment now. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to know what does that nightmare entail? Like, what is he actually? <laughs> I was just thinking. You know? yeah. I was just trying to envision him. Like, you know, he he wakes up and he tries to talk. Exactly. Out, he just talks exactly. to the bathroom. It's not and like, he's like he's... what time is it? And there's no answer. Toilet flush. He's not Toilet. moving to like flush. a. <laughs> he's not moving to like a Klingon battle cruiser or like a cube. You know, he's like. Moving to an apartment, you know. Another apartment in London. He's not going to Somalia here, yeah. you know. Nightmares. But, you know, if I had to have a Trek apartment, I would actually want Captain Kirk's apartment, which you saw in a couple of the... Uh, you see it oh, in Wrath yeah. of Khan. And it's just like this awesome San Francisco apartment. It overlooks, like, the whole bay and all the, you know, Golden Gate and all those sites. And there's just, like, hell of old guns and swords and shit on the wall. Dude, number four. <laughs> it's all about the time he spends there in number four. No, he doesn't go there in number four. He goes there in two and three. Whatever, let's get over this. Um, <laughs> so Ferris Bueller is uh, coming um, to the Super Bowl. Like they're doing like a some sort of Ferris Bueller spot at the Super Bowl, um, and so Matthew Broderick is returning to the role of Ferris Bueller. So you showed me this advertisement, but is he actually doing the halftime show? I, I don't know if it's a halftime show or if it's a commercial. I like don't know if. Um, Justin Timberlake's accidentally gonna like pull his shirt off and reveal his boob. <laughs> we can all only hope. I've been, um, I've been waiting to see uh, Ferris Bueller's tit since the eighties. Bow bow. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, here's something. Okay, so in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, Charlie Sheen is in the movie and like kind of makes out with Jennifer Grey in the police station. Remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. So, and then Estevez is in Breakfast Club, and this is true. they're all in Shermer, Illinois, so that leads me to believe that Sheen and Estevez, the Shestevez mm-hmm. um, um, combo, is, they, they're in the same universe together. You think that's true? I, I, I do. Yeah. I absolutely agree with what I don't. Are what they you brothers? Just said. Are they brothers in this universe? Though that's like I think. Um, I think if they are brothers, that they're uh-huh. mortal enemies. Like they've been feuding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. They should. They should do this. Um, you know, or bring that shit back. Remember, we saw. I, we saw like a play that was like Breakfast. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, Breakfast Fight Club. Yeah, Breakfast yeah. Fight Club. It, it was, was like a, it was a great concept. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, no, I thoroughly enjoyed the play. No, I, I would actually like to. See, I'd actually like to see was kind it of what they. It was. Yeah. Oh, it was, oh yeah. It was great. And then we hung out with Bender and um, what um, and uh, uh, and Allison. Afterwards, yeah. and, Cor- and Cornelius and Tyler Durden, and Tyler, yeah, right. hanging out with Tyler Durden and Bender yeah. at this bar. It was like, uh, and he was just so postmodern. <laughs> well, and the best part was Tyler Durden was still wearing his outfit, like he <laughs> yes. was still wearing the whole I wasn't Tyler sure Durden if he outfit. He was there, it was, if he was just like a part of my imagination. Yeah. yeah, we kept talking. I was like, Do you see him too? But that doesn't mean that we're not crazy, we're just having the same hallucination. If you fall asleep during a play, can you wake up as a different person? <laughs> 
we just lost cabin pressure. How do they be? How are they detached, hip, and ironic, and beating the shit out of each other at the same time? I just don't understand. Well, people. it's them grown up, and like they're the yeah. age of. Um, Fight Club? The narrator in Fight Club, yeah. the Edward Norton character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's kind of and interesting. Then, uh, it was, yeah, it was good. It, and then the, um, what was, uh, Philip, uh, no, I was going to say Philip Seymour, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character is the main character, and he's the one who's seeing Tyler Durden. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It was actually pretty great. Well, I'm sorry to, to like, bust your bubble, guys, but I, I'm pretty sure that the Ferris Bueller thing is, like, a, it's a, it's a Honda ad. Oh, okay. It's an ad. I mean, it's gonna be an ad for a, a Honda. Yeah, I mean, no, I it's, it's definitely they're just. Shit, it's not you know, a movie. They're, they're definitely gonna, just not gonna make another something. one. Yeah. They're not making another yeah. Bueller. He's actually just gonna be. Yeah, he's just showing himself. Yeah, he's we, gonna be we a get Honda it. It's ad. just fun, and yeah. it, it makes us think of like we want to see like where is Bender? Where it? Where are the other characters? You yeah. know, where are the weird science guys? Like Charlie they, Sheen's still <laughs> in the lobby of the police station. Where's that Asian guy in the tree, you know, from yep. 16 Candles? Where are these characters from Shermer, Illinois, this town of kids we love? I want to see them all grown up. and uh, Because their lives would be even more sad grown up than they right. were as teenagers. That, I know. that would make me feel good, actually. I think yeah. it would just be sad and pathetic. It would just be so heartbreaking. But, right. but if their lives are worse than mine, I would, I would feel better. What the, but, but the difference is that they were already there. adults when you were a child. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yes, That's their right. lives are older. Than yours. That's true. Oscar. But, I don't, but they were. Hello, Siri. Hello. Siri, is that you? <laughs> yes. Where but, are they, you? but to be fair, they were adults when they were teenagers in the eighties. Right. So. Um. So now it's time to talk about the the Oscars. We have our Oscar projections, um, for who we think will be in the montage of dead people. And as always, Lee's less curious about who actually wins the Oscars, who are yeah. alive, but rather who people. makes it into the moratorium. Um. I'm thinking they're going to show with Harry Morgan, the, the guy from Mash. Um, he, he's. These the, are they're gonna show all of these people because all of these people died. They're definitely gonna show Patrice. They're gonna show Kim Jong Il because he was in. Um, no, he was, he was Team in Team America. America World Police. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna credit him as the puppet. Yeah. He, you know, he's he, he's his loneliness is only increased. Yeah, he's not. I, I would say he's not. He's not lonely anymore. His dear, the dear leader. I'm so lonely. No. Dear leader is is lonely. Um, <laughs> feels that lonely. Feels that loneliness with Konya. Uh, Bill Keen is dead, the guy from who wrote Family Circus. Oh, Family Circus. So I think they should have like one of the little like uh, ghost um, grandpas that they have on. Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> yeah. They should have yeah. My grandpa's watching me from the afterlife. Well, that's fucking creepy, kid. Do we say Patrice O'Neill? Oh uh, yeah, Patrice O'Neill. Um, Ro- oh, uh, Rooney is gonna the make Rooney. it. Rooney, mm. Rooney. Oh. Um, this is just—I'm just looking at a list wow. of dead people. I think this These joke's over. Is showing <laughs> terrible. There's nothing funnier than reading the obituaries. I know. Lee's just looking through this massive obituary of fate of dead people, and the whole funny—the funniest thing is that the website is covered in advertisements <laughs> for really lewd things. So it's just these pictures of people who died with advertisements for like penis enlargement. Oh, Welcome to the internet. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I think it's else? anything else we got going on in pop. No, I think it's time to move on to uh, to politicking. Mm. Um, Well, this week in politics, we uh, we turn back to Oakland for another round of Oakland Spring, this time January edition of Oakland Spring. Uh, yes, over the weekend, we had a, another round of protests here in Oakland. Some 2,000 people assembled around City Hall. Some violence was reported, mostly on part of the Oakland police, who fired tear gas into the crowd again and arrested some 400. They said that they uh, responded with a, a, a better uh, outlay of force this time, only arresting some 25% of people. 
versus last time uh, where the average was closer to 60. Uh, around the nation, the, uh, all eyes turned to battleground Florida as the Republican nominees for president, namely Mint Romney and uh, Newt Gingrich. Yeah, it's Tuesday. It's uh, is it Tuesday's the election? Yeah, right? Tuesday mm-hmm. is the primary in Florida. As the uh, Sunshine State turns out en masse. Um, Why are Tuesdays always election days? Like, there ain't shit going on unless it's elect on Tuesdays. I don't know. Yeah. Voting day. It's the voting day. I, I, I think you pinned it down. Yeah. They figure nobody's like totally drunk from the night before. Right. right. They don't have anything going on because it's Tuesday. Florida, I think, is going red, guys. I mean, I think in the, the primary, I mean, in the uh, general, it's going red. It's funny because it's mostly brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean in the electoral college. I meant in the ethnic. Um, so, uh, and, and in other political news this week, uh, uh, the, the big news story of the week was uh, Mitt Romney released his tax return. Yeah, he's paying like 13.9% or something. Yeah, 14% on average for some $60 million in income over two sounds years. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah. That Bo- sounds... Both of those numbers sound fantastic. Right, right, right. Like I'd take either of them. Yeah, seriously. I would take paying 13% on my income right now. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, probably even better would be paying what I pay on my income now, but making $62 million. Yeah, see, that would be fair too, now, yeah, wouldn't it? I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, we should just switch one of those things around. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think, hey, that's like exactly what Obama said in his State of the Union. He's like, that's just common sense. Like, you and I, we just engaged in like a discussion of common sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, and exactly. I had this argument with my my lovely lady friend this morning. Uh, she, we were walking the dog and talking about. She was trying to make an argument that that laws were not based in in belief, religious theory. Although she had already, she was actually arguing that they were based in belief. But her point was that it's all about common sense. I said, well, my problem with common sense is uh, there's nothing. I have nothing. My sense has nothing in common with your sense. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. we have totally different senses about things. Right. So, so the idea that you know, like, what what's common sense to you and what's common sense to me as far as taxes are are going to be totally different because my mm-hmm. common sense says you should pay a lot of taxes, <laughs> and my common sense also says I shouldn't have to pay that much taxes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's common sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I would have com- to go with laws are definitely about uh, what you believe the world should be. Right. Yeah. Right. And finding common law is about finding. The law that's in common between those things. Or at least that the most people can agree on. Right. You're like, that being said, like, I hope that common law marriage does not mean that we are married because we have severe ideological differences. (laughs) (laughs) Her argument to me was that plural marriage is like, it makes common sense that plural marriage is legal. I said, that makes no sense to me. I do not understand why you just said that. Common, <laughs> she's like monogamous marriage made no sense and has no common sense. Yeah, you're like the less wives the better. She's like, no, the fewer wives. Uh-huh. The <laughs> this is Lee's pet joke for the past six months. But that was actually correct. Like my, my joke is, you know, people like, uh, including me, correct people between the, the for the difference between like fewer and less. Yeah. And so now I've just started incorrectly <laughs> correcting <Yeah>. people. <laughs> um, it's like, man, we need to uh, stop. We need to go to Subway less often. I'm just like, we need to go to Subway fewer often. Actually, uh, it would be we need to go to Subway lesser often. <laughs> lesser often? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fewer. We need to go there fewer less. Fewer less times. We need to go there fewer less times per week. This is riveting politics. Yeah, this, okay. <laughs> wow. Talk about going All to right. So, you know, it, 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 
for me, it has not ceased to amaze that that Newt Gunroy, I mean Newt Gingrich, <laughs> has had this meteoric rise to the the forefront. Where you know he in once in speeches, and it's it's funny if you read the news across Florida, you know he's given these campaign speeches, and and in the same speech yeah. he both portrays himself as a consummate mm. Washington uh, insider who can get things done. And as a total Washington mm -hmm. outsider who has nothing in common with the broken politics of Washington. And, and it's so funny to hear him try to pitch himself on such contradictory <laughs> platforms at the no. same time. And, uh, you know, and I understand that Newt is large enough to, you know, stand in two zip codes, I mean, or two areas of thought at the same time. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he can span these, these, these disparate ideas and these disparate geographic locations, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Much like an ancient Greek god. Yeah, or like a, uh, I don't know, like a job of the hut. Vitasso Huto 13%. Callista. Vitasso Huto Moon Base. Ah, ah, ah. So, speaking of space bases, mm -hmm. that would take us towards our science and technology. Oh my session. gosh. Oh my God. Our yeah, science and political technology. And speaking of Newt's great ideas, Newt's great, latest great idea is, of course, his idea for a base on the moon. <laughs> on Earth's moon. That's in space. He did not specify that moon. Which oh. moon? He yeah, just said that it would be American and that China wouldn't have it first. But, yeah, but China would probably build it. You know, it would be like, we have this American moon base, but it would say made in China on it. We will mobilize the Chinese to build an American base on the moon. Finding space for our garbage, the final frontier. That's where we. China literally buys our garbage and like sells it back to us. I love the Enterprise E, by the way. Uh, yes, it is a good-looking ship. Gosh, we are such nerds. Um. So yeah, he's so. A, uh, yeah, a moon base is idiotic. Yeah. But it, let's just let it. That's it, what we all think. What? is the purpose of a moon base. Well, I know the purpose of saying you're going to make a moon base, yeah. and that is to right. win votes in Florida. Which, yeah. <laughs> and so he goes to Florida, where there's this depressed moon economy, because mm -hmm. no one goes to the fucking moon anymore, because once we got there, we're like, uh, you think we're on the moon? Turns out it's fucking stupid up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and what I love is that he's like taking a step backward. We're already planning on trying to get to Mars, and he's like, yeah. no. Fuck Mars. Let's go somewhere we've already been before. Yeah, it's like your your curmudgeonly build a base there. Your curmudgeonly grandpa is like, we're like, Grandpa, we should go to like Walt Disney World. And you're like, no, we're going to Knott's Berry Farm again. <laughs> we've fucking been there. It's it's there ain't shit there. I think it's like we're going to Buca de Beppo's. <laughs> He's like, sorry, Midwest, no manufacturing and revitalization for you, but space. <laughs> We're going to revitalize manufacturing in space. But what how, is does, the... how does this go against, I mean, isn't he all about bringing jobs uh, back onto our shores? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, foreigners. Couldn't, couldn't be much more foreign than that. And then that. we'll literally, if we go. It's literally a foreign I think body. why he doesn't want to go to Mars is because he doesn't want more illegal aliens. No, I think to Newt. 
He read them. The, to know that the moon is more like Puerto Rico. It's something to be yeah. annexed. He doesn't mm-hmm. want Marzikans trying to cross our border. Yeah. Yeah. No, he read Strangers in a Strange Land, and he's like, "There are Martians up there." He read Stranger in oh, a Strange right. Land. I'm sorry. He listened to somebody People read it to him while he went to sleep. No, I'm just saying. It's funny. It's funny you say "red" because that's a homonym for the color of the planet Mars. <laughs> Only once John McCain goes back into the green bath and revitalizes himself can he come back and argue for offense between here and Mars. I bet because the GOP he's the has one a Lazarus pool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> John McCain definitely will be the one proponent for offense from Mars, though. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. we need a fence we need between a space, here and between uh, here and Mars. A space fence. Space fence. <laughs> Basically, it's a chicken wire cage around the entire globe. <laughs> it's like a giant globe fence. See, if he really wants to make, if he really wants to win votes in Florida, what Newt should say is like, we're going to make a moon base and not say it's going to be American, but we're going to make a moon base and it's going to be Palestinian. Then Florida would be like, yeah! Like if Newt's plan was like, we're going to send all the Palestinians to uh, the moon, then I'm sure Florida would just like, he'd win Florida like that. Well, I just assumed that the moon base was going to be, that's where they were, where they were going to move Guantanamo. Yeah. Oh. We, yeah. We, you know that that's not true because really they'd be like, well, there's a lot of space up there. I mean, can we have a little bit for ourselves? I mean, I don't yeah. want to give it all to them. Maybe we just split it like 60-40. We take 60% and they take 40%. No problem. I, I, you know what? You're absolutely right. I bet, <laughs> I bet the Israeli government would like, if we were like, mm, we finally got the solution to your problems, the final solution, isn't that ironic? Mm. We're going to send these assholes to the moon. They'd be like, we will immediately set up... Um, what are they called? Uh, the things. Settlement. We will immediately settle. It's like, for fuck's sake, we're, we're, we're finally refugeed to the moon and you want to set up settlements? Oh my God. This, uh, politics, we're talking, too, we're talking too much politics in the right. science. So, uh, so in other science tech news this, year, this week, uh, Facebook uh, is, is rapidly, you know, we've heard the story many times. It's Facebook's going to IPO. Facebook's yeah. going to IPO. Yep. So they're planning on raising $10 billion in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so a $10 billion offering uh, from Facebook would probably peg the value of the company somewhere between $75 and $100 billion, meaning that it would be one, the, uh, one of the most valuable companies in the world um, you know, and, and one of the biggest market cap companies in the world. Um, so uh, uh, big news for tech. Uh, we have room for another bust. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. There's room for a big bust. If anybody wants to crash right now, it would be... Good time. Tech companies are valuable. Yeah, because like, what is what really is, is is this value? Is it the information? Is it's it the, the advertising? Is it the advertising? I mean, they, they provide a the, service and they advertise. Because yeah. if everybody stopped caring tomorrow, they still they wouldn't do anything. No, it's the same. Yeah. I mean, it's the same basic. I mean, it's basically how TV makes made and still makes its money. <laughs> it's just so annoying because I feel like so many conversations people have now. There's this extra like sort of filter this extra just sort of um, shrink wrap layer of Facebook around every conversation. No one actually talks about what they did or what they said to people. They talk about what they've posted, what they've sent to each other, what they've, how, who they've poked and who they, whose wall they ran on. Like, well, you... that's nothing you... changed, Lee. We always have just sat around and talked about who we're poking. Yeah, that's true. Good, good I would point. also just like to point out that it sounds like you hang out with some really lame people. No, but this on is... On Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not me. Not really I'm, I'm awesome. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, but that's the problem. Is these are these are not lame people. These are people that I actually like and think are almost the rest under the bus. There, Caleb. <laughs> I don't mind being thrown under the bus as long as it's an energy efficient vehicle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck buses. <laughs> <laughs>
No one likes I a bus. Agree. No one likes a bus. If you're on a bus, you're like, fuck this. I, I will walk. I will, I if you're walk driving and... the bus, you're like, fuck these people. I wish I didn't have to drive these assholes around. If you're behind a bus, you're like, Jesus, get this fucking piece of shit out of my way. Lady runs into our building the other day, bus driver, obvious, wearing the uniform. Runs in, kind of doing a little dance, a pee dance, says, can I use the restroom? We say, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. use the restroom. First time I she runs around and the restroom. We look out the window. There's the bus outside full of people sitting there. We're like, huh, that's pretty funny. I wonder how long this is going to take. Oh, no. So, you know, we're sitting there kind of like doing a thing, waiting, waiting, waiting. Lady takes a good time, you know. She's in there for a while, maybe like three, four minutes. Bus just sitting there on like an area where there's no, like in a one-lane street. People have to pull around the bus in the other lane at the stop site full of people. While she's in the bathroom, she comes out and, you know, kind of like going back to the bus. I was just laughing to myself thinking... Man, that's exactly why I hate being on a fucking bus. I just realized we were recording right now. <laughs> this is the bus like kinda, episode. I was just kind of like sitting on my like couch and just like listening to my friend like tell this story about this lady taking his shit. And then I was just like, oh wait, this is like my show right now. <laughs> 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 the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, we were supposed to be talking about the tech. Facebook initial public yeah. offering. Yeah, this is the riveting bus episode. <laughs> you know, so Facebook IPO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Facebook is like a bus in the following waiting. ways. Yeah. Oh. So speaking of other things that have buses, uh, the, the, the other big story this week is the this. Apple manufacturing plant in China, or this company that they outsource mm. or they manufacture to called Foxconn. Yeah, there's like iPods blowing up in the faces of young Chinese workers right. and scarring them for life. It's this horrible, horrible, like, slave. It basically looks like the thuggy temple from Temple of Doom, like... Just fucking people in loincloths slit like slaving away to make my pretty little chrome <laughs> match. It's basically shit. true. People work thirty five hour days and they get housed in dormitories that are directly above the manufacturing area. They make them you drink just... out of a creepy blood cup yeah. and then they go crazy around a bunch of candles before they return to I, walking dead. I would just like to say that I'm I am very impressed with Chinese efficiency that they're able to get thirty five hours into a day. Yeah. Right. That's pretty impressive. Well if you don't have any windows, it doesn't matter. <laughs> If you enslave your people through uh, starvation and fear, then and you can add eleven hours into they it. They do eight off, thirty-five on. <laughs> well, it's just interesting wow. because, like, for weeks, wow, we look back on you know the history Six of the United States. Weeks. So just so so literally, they just work for thirty-five hours straight. Yeah, and they have, that's and incredible. Then they rest and they do that for weeks, six days a week. Yikes! And then they and they run contracts like that where they get paid for the. Contract. Well, how do you even say you know? I'm not going to get into the timekeeping. That's just anyway, horrific. They do it six days in a row. Six yeah. six, pe- work, six periods. So a work period runs an active work period runs thirty five hours, and that work period runs six days consecutively with a small break period that represents no more than eight uh, percent uh, of the average mm-hmm. work day of wow. the average work period. Then that period, this contract seems to run for a number of weeks on end. And during that time, they aren't allowed to leave their dormitories. They're high, housed in dormitories that are bunked, so they share mm-hmm. a room with maybe eight to six, ten other people, and they don't know anyone in there, and they're not allowed. To, they're not supposed yeah. to fraternize. They're not really encouraged to fraternize and know people. And so basically, they get you know they they put in these places and they do one little piece of the job. Mm-hmm. So it's total specialization of labor, and they'll do it somewhere between four thousand and six thousand times in a work period. So like they'll do the one the one little piece five thousand times. You know, in a in a thirty five hour period, and, and then they'll rest. The thing is, like the thing is, when we think about the culpability of the, the companies who d- use this kind of labor and our own selves, who who own these products, and I'm indi- like indicating myself, right? Uh, implicating He's surrounded myself. by Macintosh products, and, and, right? Yeah. Now. Well, we say that you know we look back on the history of the United States, like um, economically, and you know a lot of like scholars say, look, we couldn't have done this without like the 
the without the slave labor that well, we had. Well, here's my argument against slave labor, dude. And this is like we don't we can't use slave labor anymore. But now it becomes the job of businessmen to find countries where there is the closest to slave like conditions so we can exploit. So I, if you I, think that economist is a dick. That comes if you think Apple is earning like the big thing is they're making forty percent right forty percent margin is their their mm-hmm. big deal right now why their mm-hmm. stock price has exploded again is that forty percent so. They when they when they boiled all this stuff down and they talked about like you know what is it really how much are they making mm-hmm. with these work conditions you know what's the increase in profit with the sacrifice in worker safety and the conditions mm-hmm. and they said it's like twenty to twenty five percent that's all you're getting you're getting about twenty five percent which is a lot that's on volume a lot. it's a lot but if you think about twenty five percent less margin and you had to pay people fewer and they had to work a normal fewer margin and they had to work and they had Lesser. to work and they had to work a normal day and they had to work uh and they, they anyway whatever fuck you both uh, <laughs> they that they, they would only the 25 percent. so apple would still be making 15 percent on other products they wouldn't be making billions of dollars in profit it's true and they wouldn't be able to build these grandiose campuses and you know like da, 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 da. but they'd still be making lots of money mm-hmm. and they could make these things with you know normal work days and skilled labor and uh hopefully there wouldn't be poor young chinese men with scarred faces for the rest of their lives right. Or we wouldn't just have to totally exploit, you know, yeah. one people for our material. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. is like all those horrible working conditions that you describe, and then the thing explodes in your face. Like right. this thing that you are giving up your life for. Right. So, there you go. And I mean, when I hear all this stuff, I too am an avid <laughs> Apple owner. And I, I definitely have had, in the last couple of weeks, last two or three weeks since the story broke, I had a crisis of confidence. Yeah, and I mean, I, really I wouldn't buy a sweater that was made out of cotton picked by slaves, you know what I mean? And I feel really like reconsidering my future purchases and, and feeling bad about, yeah, like this all, I mean, we used to joke like that, you know, we took the bite out of the apple, you know what I mean? Right. Like that bite that's on the, like the logo, like, oh yeah, we took that, that bite. That was us. Sorry. <laughs> but I, and now I kind of feel like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to really, I'm not going to, I'm going to try and really hard not to buy additional products that would be, uh, I mean, I'm probably still, I'm going to still buy products because I, I feel like I build it based my technological life around to some extent, but I think I've, this issue needs to be I've addressed. No this more, yeah, I've decided I'm not going to have any more like superfluous stuff. Like I don't even want to get the new a new iPhone now because I know that that's yeah. how I'm making. I'm like I don't want to buy the next one because mm-hmm. I I feel bad about it. I feel like it's pretty dirty. Yeah, it's it's shameless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was really like eye opening and like I I can be sort of flippant about you know political things sometimes, especially on this show. But when I found that out, it really like rocked my world. You know, so. We joke a lot about a lot of things, but uh, you know, there's no reason why human we'll stick to joking about like poor black people from now on. <sighs> yeah. oh, gosh, that makes us much better people. Um, so, <laughs> Caleb almost threw up in his mouth. Which I just want to tell everybody who's listening that after I said that, Caleb almost threw up in his mouth. Just, I, just a little face. bit, yeah. Well, um, I think that we should uh, lighten things up and um, maybe maybe go- take a little break. No, we're gonna go. We're gonna go straight in. We're gonna go straight through. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to get more coffee. Oh, okay. We're going straight into verses here. All right, well, let's right go back. straight into verses, um, ladies and gentlemen. Verses, as you may or may not know, it's a segment on this show where we take two things, maybe two ideas, maybe two people, maybe two heroes, maybe two villains, and we ask what would happen if they versus each other. Sometimes I like to pee into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, we're pouring coffee out of our dicks. 
That's what happens to it. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Uh, this week on versus Ferris Bueller of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and um, Bender. I forget what, what's Bender's name? He has a first name. John Bender. Ferris Bueller versus John Bender. I wonder what happened versus. last week on Versus. I think we should have a preview of the previous version. A post view? Post view. Last week. A Mary Earhart one. That's what they always do on reality television. Last week on Versus. I just gave it to you. Mary Earhart one. Oh, right. You made Plain Lady. Yeah, Plain Lady one. Plain uh, Lady beat Boat Girl. Let's fade out before John Williams. I thought that was a totally non sequitur transition. Wow. So I think this is an interesting lineup here because Bender, obviously, he's like got more balls than like I think we've ever seen any character have. Like that's I think why we love Bender. But Bueller is just has so is just such a like a smart, capable kid who you know just is a social engineer, is a uh, inventor. Um, a hacker. And the thing is, Bueller gets away with it. Mm-hmm. Bender's in you fucking know? detention. Yeah. Never Bender's seen an Bueller idiot. In detention. Yeah. Bender's yeah. just angry and an idiot. Yeah. You're right. Like, Bender's whole thing is about being incarcerated mm-hmm. in school, whereas, like, Bueller is all about, like, freedom. 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 <laughs> Chaz I mean, I Spencer say... Tucker, president of freedom. <laughs> We created the ultimate candidate. His name is Chaz Spencer Tucker, and uh, his platform (laughs) is freedom. (laughs) He started out as the mayor of New Freedom City. Yeah. Anyway, back to verses. Yeah, we'll get back to that later. Ah, the heady days when we founded New Freedom City. (laughs) So, (laughs) we built Freedom City. We built Freedom City on Crystal City. On all, yeah, both those things. We're on crystal meth, and we the, built it on the ruins yeah, on of old Freedom City, which burned down from the crystal meth lab. Yeah, old the Great Freedom, Freedom Fires of 1908. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think Bueller would would take well, yeah, it just because, like, yeah. Bender would like come into Bueller's house, and like B- Bueller would have like some traps at up. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, clearly, yeah, I think Bender would definitely has a physical advantage, but I think yeah, Bueller's a. Partner. I like that Bueller in this scenario is Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, Bueller's home alone and Bender's coming in. (laughs) We're gonna get you, Bueller. That being said, like like, in a dark alley, like I think that John Bender would just stab Varys Bueller with with a switchblade knife. And dude, in a dark alley, I mean. Yeah, but we've already established that verses did not happen in a dark alley. It happens on a separate plane of existence. If anything, if if Bender comes up on Bueller in a dark alley, Bueller's already paid somebody to wear his Hawaiian shirt, like some kind of thuggish guy. That thuggish guy standing in the dark alley smoking a cigarette waiting yeah. to shank Bueller when, or Bender when Bender comes up to take him out. I think what probably happens is that Bender tries to uh, tries to switchblade Bueller and it turns out that um, somehow Bueller made a switch and it's that uh, principal that was always going after him. Oh. Rooney! Oh. Rooney! Rooney! That right? t- yeah. Rooney! That, that guy turned out to have like a lot of like child porn or something like that. Yeah, he oh, got arrested really? for child porn. Yeah. Oh, and then he, he's also the dad from... Um, well, I guess he deserved... Child. Beel- and Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. But yeah. I guess he deserved to get stabbed by uh, by Bender. Yeah. Bow, bow. Rooney! Oh, yeah. Bow, bow. You're an a-hole! <laughs> so that's how it is in their family, huh? Um, so so do we, do you have right. any uh, additional uh, any additional topics like 
fun questions you want to ask? Oh yeah, we were gonna t- we were gonna discuss questions. in honor of Newt. Uh, we were gonna discuss top five space bases. Um, oh yes, top oh, five space God. bases. You know, throughout the history of popular culture and. Uh, Oh. oh, I believe we have a caller. Oh, I, I, I was right. We are going to play some games. Yep. That's yep. why I was, I was saying was this. I felt it. Yeah. Lee was like, no, no. Good morning. You're on Morning Handsome. should have gone with it. So you always say yes. Hey, Junior. Hey, Pops. You've called in for this week's Trivials. How are you guys? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? You're on Morning Handsome. Oh, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be back. Morning, Jerry. What do you got for me today? Morning, well, Jerry. That's Hanji and Caleb here in the handsome headquarters today. Caleb. Morning. Hey, guys. And uh, Princess, too. Oh, my long-lost buddy. <laughs> yeah. So we got three trivials for you uh, this week, three trying trivials. And, uh, and uh, what will he win if he gets them right? Um, if you win... <laughs> you get the undying love of your of your son. I will come over to your house <laughs> if you... and eat your food and use your laundry machine. Wow. You will have an exclusive, exclusive, um, you know, time with your son where he will eat your food and do your laundry and hang out with you. And if I lose, you'll come over and do your laundry and eat my food. Yeah. Uh, now, if, if he wins, you'll continue to come over into your 30s. Yes. <laughs> if, you, if you lose, he'll come over three times and... Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's the, old, that's the old trip to Poland, yeah. Yeah, oh, if you, if, if you lose, I'll bring these... Right. If you lose, I'll bring these guys with me, too. <laughs> <laughs> if you lose, we will all continue to do I was, was going to invite him to dinner anyway, so... Oh. All the handsome crew is welcome to come out, and I just got two, two big pieces of salmon here, I put one in the freezer but I'll, I'll take it out if you guys want to come to dinner oh party. that sounds excellent yeah party in the dead so creek just figure that let me know who's gonna who's up for that okay yeah, we'll, fi- we'll and fig- we're recording this. We'll figure that out, and then you have to figure out these three. And trivials. all of you people listening, if you're interested, dinner Jared's tonight. So I'm what- ready. I practiced being trivial all day long so far. So Good. <laughs> Good. Well, we have a, as you know, we have a popular, a sporting, and a historical. Would you like your popular, sporting, and historical first? Let's just take them in order. Okay. So, popular. Let's not mess with the random order of things. Who were Marilyn Monroe's second and third husbands? Her second and third husband. These were the famous guys. Arthur Miller and Joe DiMaggio. That is correct. Wow. Uh, uh, incorrect order, wow. though. Um, yes. So you get half a point for that. It was Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, was this... No, no, no. You didn't tell me order. <laughs> okay, okay. You order, get... I would have given them the order. Okay. okay. I, I will say I will give you the whole point considering you gave me life and a college education. Thank you. And he could, <laughs> and he could totally <laughs> kick your ass. Change and then he could totally take it away. Yeah. He can actually de-educate you. What is, what is water comprised of? What's well, comprised of oxygen and hydrogen? Well, no, that's incorrect because it's H2O. That's stupid, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of math. And there, your dad just took away your education. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Well, I mean, he went to law school. He got a real education. (laughs) You're demoted. You no longer have a bachelor's. Someone on here from NPR, if you mess with me, so you know. Okay. Get Ray Suarez on my ass. Yes. Um, Okay, so you're sporting. His first name's Ray. Speaking of Joe DiMaggio, which PGA Tour champion said some said some racist shit about Tiger Woods liking fried chicken and collard greens? 
he's a champion. He won the PGA uh, 10 times, and I think he was on like the, the champion tour or whatever it's called three times. He's got a, he's got a funny fucking name. Is he an American? I, no. Yeah, I think he is. He's he's had racist shit before. Oh, I know who it is. It's Fuzzy. <laughs> yes, yeah. indeed, Fuzzy Zeller. Fuzzy Zeller said some stuff like, he said like, oh yeah, that Tiger Woods, yeah. just like pat him on the the back and something right. something fried chicken collard greens, boy. Right. It was right. just like wow. And people were like he's well, trying to be funny, but what he what he said was, I'll tell them people when they should be insulted. You know, I mean, I think we're just the way it should be, right? Right. Right. That's a good point. Wow. <laughs> you should not be insulted by that. Tiger. I'm totally taking that line. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you when you're gonna be when you're supposed to be insulted. Yeah, I'm sure your lady friend will love that. That's the classic. That's the classic American. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard that being Jewish growing up. You know, uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna tell. Let me tell you how advantaged you are because of that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Right. I'll tell you when you can be insulted. Okay, so that's two points. Three to win. I mean, well, actually, two to win. No, three, three, and three, Carl, to win. Ca- three and Carl three Castle record your home answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Wait, Wait, Don't Kill Me. Okay, um, what was the largest... No, really, don't kill me. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, really, wait. Stop. Before you say, what's the category before you ask what the largest is? Oh, historical. Oh, I guess, oh, okay. What was the largest electoral college landslide in U.S. history? Oh, that would have been that would have been when George McGovern yes. ran against um, Richard Nixon. <laughs> Mr. Nixon, we we have you here in the studio to make a comment on this. I McGoverned that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Yes. You won precisely. Uh, in 1972, uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon defeated George McGovern by uh, 520 electoral votes to McGovern 17. The only state other uh, uh, other than D.C., which is not a state, that McGovern took was Massachusetts. Uh, which coined the term, don't blame me, I'm from Massachusetts. Jared Golden, you have won this week's trivial. And I have to say, Dick, that was some kind of dick. (laughs) Oh yeah, Al Gore didn't take his own state. I don't even think, I don't think that uh, Clinton won Alabama in uh, Arkansas. 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 Oh, you're right, he was from Arkansas. He didn't win Alabama, but he's not from Alabama. He's very popular in Arkansas. Very popular. Well, pops, uh, thanks for thanks for playing trivials. You win me coming over to your house and it's eating your food. Okay, sounds good. Okay, all right, guys, nice talking with you. Good talking to you too. We're good gonna talk about moon bases. All right, stay handsome. We will. Thank you, you too, pal. I, I'm out of tagalongs for the season, but I still have some thin mints in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> You're allergic to tagalongs anyway, Hunch. Oh man, remember that time I sang like about tagalongs? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. We'll we'll post up some YouTube videoage of uh, me going uh, ape shit with tagalongs on Bart. Lee drunkenly singing about tagalongs and <laughs> offering them to everyone on a crowded train. I lost train. my shit. <laughs> <laughs> we had like this work party and I just lost my shit. 
And it was like it was there was like a work party where like we had just got ten thousand customers on the same day that it was Girl Scout Cookie Day. Yeah. It was like the best fucking day of my life. And I just want I just really quickly want everyone to know the lyrics of the song were just tag along, tag along, fucking tag along. I was hoping you wouldn't actually sing it. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Top five moon bases or or space bases. Oh, we're gonna go back to this. Yeah, yeah I would have to say. Um, I'm a big fan of the Death Star. That's a good space base. Definitely top. So definitely yeah. Death Star. I'm going to go actual International Space Station. It has to be number two because it's a real space station. It's pretty dope. It's true. It's pretty dope. Um, I, I would go with uh, the space station from 2001, Space Odyssey. Oh. oh. Dun, this is classy. Dave. Dave. Don't touch that, Dave. <laughs> Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that, I'm afraid Dave. I can't do that, Dave. Stop, Dave. Stop, Dave. <laughs> I can feel oh. it. If you win this week's Wait, Wait, Don't Kill Me, how record this out of your home point answering machine. <laughs> You've reached Andro Ambrose. He cannot answer the phone. Stop calling, Dave. Stop calling. He's not going to work your shift, Dave. He cannot, he cannot answer the phone, Dave. He I'm afraid to answer the phone. I cannot let him do that, Dave. I cannot let him answer the phone. <laughs> That's all I should say. Is, You've reached Andro Ambrose. I cannot let him answer the phone. You may leave a message, but he will not respond. Newt, Gingrich, please stop trying to call the future. There's no one here. Right. So we have three. Right. So, so number four, three. number um, four moon base. Lee. I'm going to have to say the base from Moonraker. I knew that was coming. Oh. Yeah, I was waiting for that. It's a terrible movie, but it's like a great moon base. It's like, um, yeah, uh, Hugo Drax has this cool moon base, um, and uh, James Bond's like fucking blows it up. <laughs> that is a pretty thick and sick moon base. It's also, I think, it, isn't it a level? No, I th- it's not a level on Goldeneye, but you can get the lasers on Goldeneye. You can get your Moonraker lasers, which is pretty cool. Okay, so is that four? What's four? No, um, no we have number five. We need one more. Yeah, I yeah. would say um, oh, DS9. He's going for three. I would say DS9. No, DS9. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like as good as mm-hmm. Babylon 5. It's as good as any of the star mm-hmm. bases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, There's a lot of good Star Trek star bases. Space. I like Space Dock. Space Dock is always cool. Regular One was another good like little space station. Oh, classic. Hold up. Cloud City. There you go. Oh shit. Oh, there you go. Cloud City, baby. Oh my gosh. Guys. All right. That that definitely brings you. That's that's a that's a great list of space bases. I think so. I think it's functional yet beautiful. We have a little. Are we gonna have some Vampire Weekend? You know, I think on the news. It is the weekend. It is. It is the news. People I mean, like they vampires. They're very popular these days. Oh, they vampires are. are very popular, especially if you watch vampires the CW. Are so hot right now. They're so hot. So hot. Uh, I mean, despite the fact that they're ag- literally cold, cold blood. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, my name is Lee Sanger Golden. This is your morning handsome. This was your morning handsome. I'm joined today in the studio by Caleb Hoffert. Good afternoon, handsome. Uh, nearly afternoon, handsome. Yeah. You know, Lee. One of these days, we could say our own names. Okay. I'm Caleb Hoffert. I'm Hanjiro Ambrose. And this is your Morning Handsome, brought to you by liberalguiltradio.org and morninghandsome.com. Internet Batman. I literally done right before noon. Pretty much couldn't be...